0: The Blue Sky PR Recruitment Marketing Coronavirus q Clinic. Hi everyone, it's uh, it's Vicky here from Blue Sky PR. Um, just waiting for my colleague Dan to join us. Um, hope everybody's well. Hope everyone's coping. At least the sun's out today. Uh, it means that we can uh, at least enjoy ourselves while we're at home. Um, my colleague Dan will be joining us shortly um, to to uh, join in with the conversation and pose some of the questions that we've we've had people asking over the last uh, couple of, of, of days and, and, and hours as well. Um, hi, Dan. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, you're probably getting fed up of talking to me all the time now, Dan. That's where we just in the office. <laughs>
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was just welcoming everyone. We've got quite a few people joining at the moment. Um, and I think we've had a couple of questions that we've, we've had posted over the weekend. Um, and before we go sort of into any of the questions, I just wanted to give a bit of overview for, for everyone listening as to the topic and why, why we're focusing on this topic for this week. Um, so essentially, um, we, we wanted to focus on, on the future of, of recruitment PR and recruitment marketing for this particular Q&A. And the reason that this topic kind of emerged is, is just purely based on the conversations we've been having with current clients and uh, those within the recruitment field, um, where I, I kind of feel like we're, we, we've now hit a stage where we've turned a tide and we're all actually talking about the future and something positive, which you know is at last is kind of my, my point of view on that. Um, and all of our clients are now sort of really asking us, what, what do we do now for the future? What do we need to plan for our PR and marketing for the future? Because um, I think we had that, and, and Dan, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, but let me know if, if, if you have any other views, but mm-hmm. I think when all of lockdown happened 40, 50 odd days ago, everyone panicked um, and we kind of had a, a, a period of crisis communications that really took place um, but since then we've kind of now got to a point where I think people are looking forward at the future so people are beginning to panic less um and actually start to to plan again which is is certainly encouraging from from my point of view um, and it's just nice to see people sort of looking forward at, at long at long last um, and, uh, you know, and I, I think I'll, I'll cover off everyone's questions, but if there's anything that um, I think, you know, anyone's questions haven't co- haven't um, covered based on the conversations we've been having, I'll, I'll certainly bring those up at the end. But, um, I mean, Dan, we've had a few few tweets, haven't we? So do you want to kick off with some of the questions?
1: Yeah, sure. So, again, I just want to echo what you said, really. It's, it's, I think it's great, really, to see in the last couple of weeks, certainly, that a lot of agencies now are sort of mapping out the uh, coming weeks and months, which is fantastic to sort of finally sort of see that shift. And obviously that's going to benefit everybody really well. Um, so yeah, I want to start off. We've had a the, uh, direct message come in yesterday and it says, with things changing so quickly, is there any point scheduling anything or planning any content for the future?
0: Okay. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I think you know, a couple of thoughts on that. Um, First and foremost, you know, we spoke at the beginning of all of this about, um, you know, with, with, with anything that's being scheduled, that you do need to um, constantly review what, what you have scheduled. Because I think when this first kicked off, a number of uh, agencies forgot about some of the, the, with their social posts, for example, some mm. of the big business- they had scheduled and there were a few posts that we wouldn't have advised uh, sharing in the current economic climate so uh, you know I think you know scheduling stuff you need to review and take with a pinch of salt um, because you know what you schedule now might perhaps be irrelevant in a week's time if you're talking about um, latest news and up-to-date information but that doesn't mean that you can't schedule anything at all and you can't plan anything at all um, I think you know, in order to keep content being pushed out you do need to have some form of plan something scheduled and there is what we call ever, evergreen content that um, you can you can certainly utilise um, and as a case in point I think you know if you are working with let's let's take an industry so if you're working with uh, within financial services and you're entry level um, candidates for example the career advice that you would give them isn't going to change massively at the moment in terms of how they can get the next job. So there may be certain tips and advice that, that you can be pushing out as content um, for, for that particular audience because it, it won't change as much. You're not going to perhaps um, you know, set yourself up for some queries as to why you're talking about something you shouldn't in this economy. Um, as a case in point, you could you could even you know, have a, a, a blog and, and some social media content going out about utilising and making the most out of videos. Video interviews because that type of information isn't going to go out of date um at, the, at this time anyway that's for sure and um, but at the moment that's that's not going to be impacted by what's happening across the economy because people are still going to be looking for jobs um, and you, you know there's even some topics you can you can use for you know client-facing stuff as well so even if things are a bit you know negative in your industry there are there are some advice pieces that you can be pushing out. So, you know, just how to maintain engagement with your audiences, for example, it's broad enough to, um, to sort of engage people, but also um, limit any, newsworthy stuff that could could change so you know you, you can keep pushing content out and you can schedule stuff still so i'd advise doing it i wouldn't say completely switch off scheduling anything because you'll find then that there'll be a dip in activity and a lull here and there where you've perhaps forgotten to share some posts and and that's going to go um against your, well, against your favor so I would, I would definitely advise scheduling it but think carefully about what you're scheduling any anytime you schedule anything um, and just make sure you review it regularly um just so that you're not pushing anything out that's, that's no longer relevant would you agree with all of that Dan?
1: I would and again I think context um is key for evergreen content you can always um put at the beginning of a tweet or a LinkedIn post for example you know saying we wrote this you know four months ago but this advice is even more important now given what's going on again just that context can help shape it because sometimes if people just click straight into the blog post And they can see it was X amount of months ago. Just setting that context initially helps draw people in and they can understand that content a lot more. So definitely always advise putting a bit of context within the post that leads people to that.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually, Dan. Um, Thanks for sharing that.
1: Okay, and we've got a second direct message come through. It says, the data I have shows there's a huge drop in hiring across the sector I work with. Should I do anything with this information?
0: Okay. That's a fun one to answer. Um, And, you know, we work with a number of companies who push out a lot of of hiring data. So um, we have addressed this this question quite a few times before. Um, I think... A year ago, companies that had hiring data um, that showed um, vacancies were dropping in their sector, people would have just been reluctant to push it out because obviously that's your business, (laughs) that um, all you're doing is saying that there is no business for your company at the moment. So a year ago, yes, I can understand why people wouldn't want to do anything with that data. Um, But I think in times of crisis like this, um, it's actually valuable to share that information because everybody's you know, being realistic about the environment at the moment. Um, and when you're thinking about your recruitment marketing activity, um, pushing messages out that are all trying to be positive or just ignore what's going on in, in, in the industry and in the economy, it's not going to be useful. And actually, you'll probably just get laughed out the door. Um, but if you have the data that does show that, yes, you no know, hiring has dropped, it's information that I think people will be interested in hearing at this particular time, just to get an actual idea of how bad the situation is, um, how much things have changed. But in order to, you know, make sure that you are getting something positive out there, I think you know agencies need to be looking at the data and then saying, okay, hiring has dipped significantly in the last two weeks, but looking forward, we expect X, Y, or Z. <clears throat> I mean, if we take construction, for example, at the beginning, all of this hiring completely dropped for understandable reasons, because projects were shut down across the UK. But now, uh, now that Boris Johnson's allowed um, construction to you know begin again in the UK, there's been an uptick in, in hiring. So a couple of weeks ago, if you were a construction recruiter and you noted that, uh, vacancies were continuously dropping, reporting that is absolutely fine because everyone understands that is the case, but showing that you have access to that data shows that that you have the um the insights and the connections that, that are valuable to employers and to candidates. But if a few weeks ago you were sharing that information and then saying, however, you know, once the bounce back does does happen, there's going to be an uptick, you know, we predict there'll be an uptick in demand for X, Y, and Z professionals <clears throat> as the UK tries to get back to work. Um, you know, sharing that insight, then when that does happen, if you can say, well, you know, we predicted two weeks ago that this would happen, it just really stands you out to the crowd. And it shows everyone, you know, not only do you have the data to inform what is currently happening, whether it's negative or positive, um, but it also shows that you you have that knowledge and expertise to be able to say, but this is gonna pick up at some point, and this is gonna happen with, you know, we expect these trends to happen, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it just keeps you front of mind, um, and you know I, I know people can be reluctant to share negatives um, when it comes to hiring data but you know as I said we're all realists we all expect certain areas to drop um, it's not like it, it's just one sector that's suffering it's every sector um, so now is the time to actually share that but but supplement it with that you know that forward thinking insight.
1: Thank you very much Vicky that's some uh, really good advice there and again I'd, I'd just like to add as well I've certainly seen um, a few agencies over the past fortnight as well putting out, you know, um, data about research, uh, you know, figures falling in certain sectors. And again, they've sort of moved some of their messaging across from just generally, you know, this is fallen, But they've also gone on to aspects such as um, employee retention, employee engagement aspects as well, just to show that they have got a clear understanding of the market and have experience in other areas of the recruitment and HR um, sector as well. So again, you can always just broaden your knowledge a little bit and just show you that you've got expertise in those areas as well
0: yeah yeah very good
1: point so the next question we've just got in as well is i've seen the trends information being released by the likes of APSCO and i've been sharing it sharing it on my personal uh channels such as linkedin is there anything else i, could, I should be doing with this
0: okay um yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much data being pushed out by various people at the moment that, you know, as, as I mentioned a minute ago, there's, you know, we work with a number of clients that have data that they push out. And sharing that information that you're um, privy to is, is, is certainly advisable, but, um, if you look at how many people are sharing stuff online, um, you know, ev- everyone's doing it at the moment and where there's some really good data. I mean, AppsGo's data is fantastic, but where there's, there's data, there's going to be a lot of people sharing it. And um, I know that AppsGo's data does get shared far and wide. Um, I think to add real value, um, and that's what ideally you want um, for your agency and for your marketing activity is to add value to the reader. Um, just sharing or just liking what somebody else says doesn't give you know doesn't stand you out too much because essentially they could get that same information from the the, the source themselves and um, what i would highly recommend doing is commenting on the data or commenting on the information and what your views are um are, you know are your conversations mirroring that that insight that the likes of apps go pushing out, for example, um, do you agree? What do you think, again, going back to that whole forward thinking um, topic, you know, what do you think will happen to these trends in the future? I think that's where you'll add real value as um, as an expert and you know when you're sharing stuff as well, it's. I think I don't know the the ins and outs of the the person who's asked this, but if you're sharing it as a person, that's fantastic. But don't forget to share and comment as um, a business as well, so that. Um, you know you've, you've got both the company that you work for and yourself and all, obviously if you're the marketer um, I'd expect that would that be doing, been done anyway um, in an agency but make sure that the whole team are sharing and commenting on this insight um, you know where you if you've got consultants who aren't on furlough for example and are actively hiring people you know placing people at the moment get them to share that data and say you know you could even do a bit of a plug and sort of say um, we absolutely agree with this we've seen a real uptick in demand for x type of professionals in fact we've had these roles as our hi- highlighted roles of the week or, or whatever um you know that kind of uh, insight and conversation and joining that conversation will will add a lot of value to your to your readers um, and again it's just another way of sharing people that you know the industry that you you operate in, inside and out, and that um, you know you're not just relying on somebody else's data. Um, yes, they may have published that themselves, but you know the sentiment from the people you're speaking to. So share that information um, and hand, and drive that conversation. Um, and you know, I'm not just talking here about social media posts. So I think it's it's important to to share this as well that when you have access to data that you find particularly interesting, and the only reason you'd, you'd like or share anything is if you find it interesting, um, share your thoughts on your blog. Uh, you know, you, you've got a chance there to ex- really expand on your experience of, uh, and your, your viewpoint on, on what the data is showing at the moment. Um, and do you know what, if you disagree, say that and say why you disagree. Um, obviously, make sure that you've got uh, the, the support to, and the the insight to, to back up your claims. But use, use the likes of a blog to really put your point of view across because it, it gives you that chance to give your readers and your audience and anyone visiting your website some Information and insight into who you are and what you know, but also your response to what's going on in the industry at the moment. Um, and always remember, when you're pushing anything like this out or sharing anything, that you've, you've got to give the reader something different. Um, if you are just giving them what they can find elsewhere, they won't come back to you again. But if you are giving them something that they can only get from you, you're going to get people coming back again. You're going to get people engaging with you, and that's ultimately what you want for um, you know any any marketing and comms that you're pushing out at the moment.
1: Thank you very much, Vicky. Some great advice there. And we've got a, another question coming, which is what is your advice when it comes to creating a future proof rec- recruitment marketing plan in this environment?
0: Okay. Um, that one's quite a tricky one to, to answer. <laughs> lie Um, but that's what we're doing at the moment with our clients um, is trying to create future proof um strategies uh there's a couple of pieces of advice that i would give here the first is is that you can create a strategy it's it's, it's, you know it's going to be tough at the moment because things are changing so quickly but um just because things will need to change quickly doesn't and, and need to adapt it doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a strategy because if you don't have those in place you're setting yourselves yourselves up for failure essentially because in three months time you might look back and say, okay, what was what were we trying to do with our marketing and what were we trying to do with our PR over the last three months? If you haven't planned, you don't know what you were trying to do and you don't know if you've hit your goals and achieved your goals and if you've done everything you needed to have done. So you know you can plan and you can develop a strategy and I absolutely would advise that you do that. Um, but to make sure that it's future-proof, essentially the, the main point is to evaluate it regularly and review it regularly. Um, in, weekly, at least, you need to be looking at what you've got scheduled, what you've got planned, what um, advertorial you've got, what comms you're pushing out, what research you're doing, um, and monitoring the news agenda and adjusting any of your plans accordingly. So if there is breaking news about lockdowns being lifted or eased across the globe that is relevant to your market, you need to then change your comm strategy accordingly um because you need to be react getting a reaction out straight away and then anything you've been you know had in the pipeline for that particular field or geography is going to change um, so making sure that you are reviewing these things regularly is, is crucial um to, to really develop a future-proof plan and i think you know that's not just in times of crisis either i think that once we come out the other side of all of this we'll see more people more agencies actually setting up um recruitment uh, marketing strategies that they do review regularly because they're. I think more of us will understand why that's important um, and, and why that needs to be done. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope that that does change long, long term. Um, my other piece of advice would be to have one person to really own the strategy because there's no there's no way you can really monitor um, what needs to be changed in any plans that you've you've developed unless you have one person who is solely responsible for it. We've seen it quite a few times where there's maybe five or six different people involved in pushing out a particular marketing or comms plan, and the problem with that is that one slight miscommunication could mean that something doesn't actually happen. So you know you may have a team of five, but someone might be sitting there thinking oh it's okay um, you know, Bob over there is responsible for this, and Jane over there is responsible for this. So I won't do anything. Bob and Jane don't know that, um, so nobody does what should should be done. Nobody um, changes their social media posts that are scheduled, for example, or where you've got blog topics developed. Nobody tells the consultants that actually you're going to change um, the focus for the month because of what's happened in the uh, you know in the economy or, or whatever. Um, you know you need to have one person who is solely responsible for it, who then delegates. Um, accordingly, otherwise you will things will be missed. Um, so whether that be a marketing person, if you have one, um, or whether that be sort of the the CEO or a, you know a, a very senior member of the of the team who's got some experience in in marketing and comms at least, it, you know it doesn't matter who it is as long as one person can really direct everybody and make sure that 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 the plans are pushed through and, and managed and and adapted. Um, I think that's really it in terms of advice. I think, you know, I would definitely say speak to others, find out what others are doing and maybe seek expert advice because that's, you know – very broad advice from me but every agency is different every situation is different and you know you you could have a team of four you could have a team of 400 you could have a team of four thousand, and and what your strategy looks like that is going to work now and in the future is going to be completely different depending on the size of your business and the um you know the the industries that you operate within do you have anything you you could throw in there dan at all
1: um, I was just going to echo your point, actually, in terms of having a person who um, is in charge of sort of the, the sole on- ownership, if you like, of the recruitment marketing, because that's something I um, frequently find out when I, I speak to other recruitment marketers that they do struggle because they don't have that one person who's in charge of everything. Because if you want a fully cohesive and integrated approach to your recruitment marketing, you need to make sure that whether it's your website, Um, email marketing campaigns social and even you know offline stuff in terms of um you know brochures and stuff that that one person oversees all of that to a certain degree because otherwise you're just gonna have silos in the process you're gonna have hurdles and things just don't get done if you have that one person who oversees that and make sure that everything is integrated with one another you really have um a successful approach we can really measure your results and you know set kpis that you achieve otherwise if you don't have that then it is really really hard to be successful in recruitment marketing
0: yeah no absolutely very true brilliant we have we got any more questions that have come in down
1: that is the last one it looks like
0: okay fab um i mean i just want to finish off really with uh one thing that uh, you know I, i mentioned at the beginning of this that we have we've had quite a few interesting conversations about planning for the future. Um, And one of the questions that does crop up quite a lot um, with our clients, and it might just be because we have those close relationships with them that they they feel comfortable asking this. Um, And people might not perhaps want to put this publicly on Twitter, but we've had a lot of people say to us, is it too early to start planning for the future? Um, And I just want to kind of end with, um, with the point that it's no, never too early to start planning for the future, no matter what crisis we're going through, no matter what the economy is doing. Um, I think we need to start looking forward and start planning for what's going to happen in a month, three months, six months, and even next year, because um, you know we're going to get to the other side of this at some point. Um, what the world of work and recruitment will look like is, is kind of most people's guess at the moment. But... Um, we need to start looking forward, rather than focusing on just the here and now, so that we can help everybody um, get through the other to the other side of this. And I think you know, a little bit of positivity goes a long way. So um, simply talking about what's going to happen in you know three to six months' time is is going to help people to start see. The light at the end of the tunnel and start realizing that actually there's 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 an end to this at some point um so i mean that's my final point on on sort of the future i guess at the moment but if, you know check out follow us all on on twitter for the the latest posts and updates on this um, i'm on at vicky collins if you want to follow me uh, so if you don't follow down already I can go. um has yeah, some uh, very interesting thoughts and advice on social media. He's our head of social media, so um, he's, he's always pushing out some, some brilliant tips and advice to people. So if you don't follow him already, please do so. Um, and and that's everything from me, and I'll, I'll see you all next time.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks so much, Dan. I'll speak soon. For more useful resources, please visit our website at www.bluesky-pr.com.